I'm swimming in my pool, listening to country music while the hot Florida sun kisses my skin on a random Tuesday in late February. Looking up at the beach condo with Florida ceiling windows, I dreamed about and asked God for every night. The ocean is close enough to hear the waves crashing in the distance. My bills are paid. The love of my life is making lunch upstairs. I'm traveling to see one of my friends get married this weekend, and I don't have to ask anyone for PTO or sick days. My clients are genuine and cool as fuck. Yesterday was a 15K cash day. And in this exact moment, I realized that everything I ever wanted came true. This is the vision board. I'm in it, baby. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I thought we would kick off this bonus episode with a little something that I just wrote. I just came back upstairs from the pool. I'm looking a little red, to be honest. The sun is so hot. I didn't expect it to to get... I feel like... Okay, this is so annoying. I feel like... (laughs) I literally talk about how shocked I am at Florida weather every episode. Are you guys like silently screaming, telling me to shut the hell up? We get it. It's hot. It's sunny. We get it. Okay. Anyways, I'm honestly still surprised. I'm like, it's February. I didn't think that it was going to be 86 degrees every day, but anyway, here we are. So I was down at the pool today and I just had this moment where I was like in the pool and I was listening to music and I was looking up at the, at the building where we live and I was just like, wow, like it's a random Tuesday and I'm swimming in my pool and everything, everything is okay. And everything is good. And everything that I dreamed about is here. Like, this is it. I'm, I'm in it. And so I, I wrote that little post and I just, I I made it into a little reel and I threw it up on Instagram really quickly, but I wanted to share it here as I sit down to record the bonus episode for the month of February, because it's, yeah, it's like part of how I'm feeling, um, especially just kind of now getting into the later part of quarter one in 2023. I'm just having lots of these like pinch me moments of finally settling into this new version of reality. And continuously just being in awe of how, how everything has worked out and just the life that I get to live. And, and like, I experience so much gratitude on a daily basis where I'm like, wow, I can't even, I just can't even believe that this is real, you know? And I think like the main message in that is not look at me. I'm so cool. I built this thing or have this business or live this life and you should look up to me. It's really more to speak to the people, women, especially who are in those early phases of transforming their life, of transforming their career, of transforming their relationships that are in that stage where it feels like you're walking 
in quicksand and, you know, you take one step forward and you sink a little bit deeper and it's, it feels like really slow and it's really hard to move, but you are propelled by faith and ambition and desire and discomfort and hope for a better version of your life. And I know how I remember how, how challenging it was in those times. But I also think like when I look back at the early stages of my journey, what I remember most is just like not almost not even caring how hard it was. And because I was just so focused on the goal, I was so focused on where I was going that I wasn't even really, yeah, I wasn't getting consumed by the the pain or the discomfort of where I was as much because I was so focused on where I was going. But I do know that those early days are really testing and they're really hard. So if you are someone who's in that season of, you know, you're really, you're starting to make changes in your career or your life, or you're wanting to build a business or you're doing anything and you feel like, okay, this is the early stage of like a huge transformation for my life. I know how hard those times can feel and how challenging it is. But I hope that you are hopeful enough, faithful enough, inspired enough, ambitious enough that it doesn't matter that it's hard and that you keep going anyway, because I think that's the key to making anything happen is to just never quit. It's to not stop. It's to keep going no matter what. It's every time you feel like you get knocked down to just get back up again. It's to feel the the hurt and the deception and the pain and the confusion and the uncertainty and all of that. And then feel it and then go, okay. And one foot in front of the other, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to try again. I'm going to go again. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to restart that. I'm going to pivot again. I'm going to move in a new direction. I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to hire someone. I'm going to take this next step. I'm going to get out of this job. I'm going to move to this position, whatever it is that you need to do. You just always need to take the next right step, the next best decision. If you just keep making the next best decision over and over and over again for the rest of your life, you will end up where you're supposed to be. So if you're someone who's in that in that part of your journey right now where it feels a little bit tough, I hope that that serves as um, inspiration for you of like, there is hope, there is, there is a rainbow or there is gold on the other side of the rainbow. Like there is something on the other side of the suffering. There is something on the other side of the discomfort. There is a reward to all of the hard work and the long nights and to the uncertainty and the doubt and pushing through the fear. There is a reward to all of those things. And you will get there if you, if you keep going, if you put your head down, if you keep listening to your heart, if you tune in, if you make one right decision after the next and, and right decisions aren't about never making a mistake or not choosing the wrong thing, right decisions are simply trusting yourself enough to make a choice because whatever choice you end up making is going to be the right decision right? There's no such thing as wrong decisions in in my world, in my book, because any decision that you make, you were guided to make that decision for a reason, whether it was to, you know, fast track your journey or whether it was to learn a really important lesson so that you could learn the lesson at a smaller stage so that you don't fuck up and make that same mistake on a bigger stage where the stakes are higher and what you could lose is way bigger, right? So it's always all the decisions are right. It's just about trusting yourself to actually make a choice and move and start moving and not just sitting in the uncertainty of 
of, oh my God, option A or option B. I don't know what I'm supposed to choose or where I'm supposed to go or what door is the right one or what program is the right one or what coach or what, what next thing or what job position or should I quit or should I stay or should I end this relationship or should I stick it out or you know, we, we constantly find ourselves in, in those places in life where it's like A or B, A or B, and we're trying to navigate what is the right decision. So also remembering that small piece of this puzzle of this rant that I somehow ended up on <laughs> at the very start of this episode. Um, we're just going, we're going for it today, guys. We're going for it. So remembering that um, there's no wrong decisions because you are being guided in all of them. And as long as you can have the faith and the trust to know that you'll be able to figure it out no matter what, then all you need to do is trust yourself enough to make a choice and move with that choice. And then when things change or you get new information, then you get to make additional choices and move differently based on that new information. So it's just the next best decision that you could make with the information that you have right now. That's all you have to do is make the next best decision to keep your life in order and to keep things moving. And you know, if you're someone who's building a business and you're in the throes of this roller coaster of entrepreneurship, of all the emotions of the the crazy ups and downs of, oh my God, yes, I can do it. I'm so motivated and I'm going to make this happen. And then the next day, everything's crashing around you. You have no idea how something works. There's a million questions in your head that you don't have the answers for. Things are crumbling. People are not responding. You feel like you're talking to a wall and then you want to quit. If you're someone who's in that phase, what I always remind my clients of is, it will never be as hard as it is today. It will never be as hard as it is at the beginning of your journey. And I firmly believe that. I know that I still have so much growing and and expansion to do in my life and in my business yet. But I just really think like when I look at my years in business, I just think it'll never be as challenging as it is at the very start. There will be new challenges different challenges. There'll be challenges that have higher stakes, but you will have become a person that can hold that when you get to that phase. So I think it'll never be as hard as it is at the beginning. And hopefully that brings some, some, some hope and, and some faith, um, and some solace to some of you out there that are building businesses that are like, damn, like this is really fucking hard because it is. And I just want to validate you in that for sure. So these bonus episodes, typically I make a list every month and we kind of go through like life updates, things that I've been up to, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, uh, mindset stuff, all the things we just like throw it into a big salad bowl and mix it all together. So the, I had, I was keeping my list as I do every single month and writing down things that, that happened in February and life updates and all things. And then literally yesterday, which was like the 27th of February, my assistant sent me a message and she goes, Hey, just wondering, like, are we putting out a bonus episode? <laughs> are we putting out a bonus episode of the podcast this month? And I go, good fucking question, Lori. I literally <laughs> forgot until this very moment. I don't, usually my organization is on point, but I don't know what I, I feel like this is the dumbest excuse, but maybe people will relate. Like it threw me off so hard that February is only 28 days. And it's like, it's like that all the time. Like, it's not a surprise. And it's not even like the month is that much shorter, but why does it feel like it just ends so fast and so abruptly? Like, I just feel like the end of this month completely took me off guard. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, okay. So today's the last day. So 
we're we're slightly late with this bonus episode. Sometimes we put them out on Mondays. Sometimes we put them out on Fridays. But so this will be out on a Friday. So it's fine. But I guess I was just a little frazzled this month. I don't know. I I it completely slipped my mind until Lori mentioned it to me. But I was keeping my list earlier on and like until probably like a week ago, I was adding things to this list. So I knew that it was coming up. Anyway, we're here now. It's solved. We're ready to do the bonus episode. So I feel like the the reason why we, the way we started the episode was kind of in the same vein of some of the things that I had written down that I might like to speak about with you guys or share with you just of my own journey of conversations that I've been having behind the scenes this month and things that I'm personally working through and thinking about and, you know, talking about with my partner, with my therapist, with my entrepreneur friends. So I thought I would bring those conversations to the forefront and just kind of share them here with you. So, and then there's some life update stuff. So I can share just like some things that I got up to this month and stuff like that. But I think we'll start with this like larger conversation. Um, And so this conversation is, I was, I was talking with my therapist and we were talking about my work relationship or my relationship to my work. And she asked me this question about where I see myself in five to 10 years. Um, And if I see myself doing the same things that I'm doing now at the same pace in the same way, or what I've kind of envisioned as the, the way that I want this to go or to evolve or to transition over the next five to 10 years. And I, I told her, I was like, you know, I, I definitely have sat with that question before and I feel pretty confident in the vision of what I want this to look like in five to 10 years. And the podcast is a major part of that. What I really want this to look like in five to 10 years is that the podcast is like a major income source for me. And it's a major part of my brand and of my job. And I think that even today, it's a major part of my brand and of my job. It's not a major income source. We do some ads here and there, but not too many. Um, And so it's, that's not what the podcast is yet, but this show and like just you guys and the listeners and the community that has rallied around this podcast, there's so much potential for this to be so big someday. And so part of the vision for what I see myself doing in five to 10 years is really like having a proper studio and having a full team and video editors and producers and potentially being part of a network and, you know, hosting really incredible guests and conversations and, and the show being just like a huge part of my body of work and of my life and of my income. And then the other piece of the five to 10 year vision that is, you know, different from what's happening now, I guess, is that I want to use I want to be able to utilize the abundance from this business that I've been building in order to invest in real estate and short-term rentals and other projects and things that can help um, make us money. Like my partner and I, this would be like a joint venture, but to help make us money without me having to without like my full energy needing to be behind it, if that makes sense. So without me needing to be posting content five days a week or showing up on Instagram or talking about the offers or selling things and and doing all of that stuff. Like I love doing that. And I think I'll continue to do that at some capacity, but I am very much still kind of like in my hustle era, I guess you could say of like being excited about working and wanting to work. And I don't mind that I'm putting out 
tons of content left, right, and center and all kinds of podcast episodes and free advice and tips. And like, I mean, the, the, the amount of content that I'm producing, I'm actually surprised even for myself because it's just me. Like I'm a one man team. I have my assistant who she helps me create reels and, and edit some things here and there, but the content piece and everything that comes through the podcast and, and, all the episodes, like they come from my brain. It's all my brainstorming. Like I don't have anybody behind the scenes helping to prepare those things. It's all me and what is in my head. So I'm actually astounded also at the, at the level of like production that we can have in terms of like free content and what we're putting out there, not to mention programs and courses and one-on-one coaching and, you know, all the, the branding and sales pages and marketing and free masterclasses and all the things that, that go into that and live launches. So I am really proud of my ability to hold so much, but I'm also very well aware that this period in my life is a time where I am loving that. I'm enjoying that. I'm thriving within that, but that things are probably going to change at some point in my life, right? I'm probably going to, at some point, want to start a family. And, you know, I think motherhood like changes everybody, but I, but I can imagine that it will really change my energetic capacity to show up for these types of things. And, and, you know, maybe not wanting to be the breadwinner of our family anymore and wanting to have these things that I'm really passionate about that excite me and just really focus on those major projects and major income drivers, and then be able to kind of back down some of the other things. So in five to 10 years, I think I would definitely be doing less one-on-one coaching, maybe no one-on-one coaching at all. That just really depends on what my energetic capacity is like. And, and if I even want to be doing that anymore, um, I think I would still be hosting groups of some kind, but probably like less frequently. Um, you know, I, I, I pretty much have like a live group going at all times throughout the year of, of some kind. Sometimes there's multiple things happening. Um, so I think in the future that would probably be backed down a little bit. I definitely still see myself doing um, retreats, probably more like live speaking events or engagements, things like that. Um, and and uh, leveraging like passive programs. So things that I create over my years that work really well as like a passive program, just kind of utilizing that as having um, digital products and things that can just be sold without my full energy needing to be poured into it over and over again in a live capacity. So that's sort of the overall vision of like what I see happening for Samantha Daily in the next like five to 10 years. And the reason I bring this up is because of this conversation about how I do love my work right now. And I think that I always will, um, because I'll continue to pivot and adapt everything to make sure that I can continue to love it and that it doesn't burn me out or that I don't become resentful, but I really love my work and I love working right now. And so this was the, the larger conversation that I was having with my therapist about like, damn, like, is it bad that I love working? And I know that the answer is no. And I, my even in this conversation with her, I even said, I'm like, I I don't want to make that mean anything. I don't want to make it mean anything that I love working because I have made it mean something in the past about me. I've made it mean some, I made it mean that, that it was wrong and that I would never be able to grow or evolve enough in my business. If I didn't become more feminine, if I didn't become more playful, if I didn't have, you know, full days of white space to go out and just frolic and play and dance around in the fields and do 
whatever in the middle of my week. Like I really kind of went through a phase where I felt like that was, that is like the idealized version of entrepreneurship. And I think that there's, there's, there's something it's not wrong, but I just think that there's a lot of us that are assuming that we can build really successful multi-million dollar brands or businesses and have that lifestyle and never go through the hustle era that like it, we're just going to be able to frolic in a field or like lay on the beach all day or do whatever we want. Like that classic image of like, you know, someone working from their laptop from the sand in Tulum. I'm the first person to say like working from your laptop outside in the sun, first of all, is just not even a vibe. You can't even fucking see the screen. So like, first of all, like that is an, and you're sweating, you're dripping. Like if you've ever tried, you thought you saw an image of someone doing that. And you were like, oh my God, that would be so vibey. If I could just like work from the beach and have my laptop out and like do, and you tried to do it. And then you were sweating balls. You couldn't see the screen. You were squinting so hard. You got a headache. You were like, fuck this. And then it was canceled forever. So welcome to the club. I mean, that's just, I think like a fake sort of overall vision. Can you travel while making money? Yes. Are you going to catch me legit working from my laptop on a beach? No. If I'm going to the beach, I'm going to the beach to be at the beach, not to be working at the beach. But anyway, that's besides the point. We're coming back to this, this, this point of there was a phase in my journey where I, I saw all of that imagery and it made me, no one, no one told me this directly. So this is all my own responsibility to own that. This is how I felt and to own that. These are the stories that I created, right? So hundred percent responsible, nobody else's fault, but I did kind of make it mean that like me working all the time was bad and that me loving to work was bad and that I should want to be outside more and I should want to be playing all the time and I should want to just be at the beach all day and I should want to be doing all these things more than I want to work. When the truth is, when I really look at it, if I look at my behavior, that's how we find out what our strongest desires are as we look at our behavior, right? We don't pick our desires out of the sky and say like, oh, that's something that I would love to do someday. So that's like my biggest desire. Your biggest desire is indicated to you in what you do most often, right? So just like we talked about in the recent episode about like why passion is holding you back. It's like, we're only ever choosing the thing that we want a little bit more than the other thing. So I can want the freedom to go to the beach in the middle of the day. I can want to lay out in the sun or, you know, go frolic and do whatever all day long and, and feel like that's my life as a business owner. And I just have so much freedom. I can want that. I can desire that. But if I look at my actions and how I'm actually showing up and what I'm actually doing on a daily basis, which is I still work probably like six or seven hours a day. And that's because that desire is a little bit stronger than the desire to frolic and be free and, and be at the beach all day, right? I want to be working. That is the desire. And I think I, I got to a place where I just realized, huh, you know, I think actually what's, what's wrong here is me making it wrong. It's not that I should be working less or I should figure out a way to frolic more. It's that I'm making myself wrong for this being the truth of my desires at this stage and phase of my life, my business. Um, and so, you know, I think like I have felt like in certain moments I've been made to feel wrong about loving work and therefore tried to kind of force myself 
to desire more play and more femininity during my day or during the week. But the truth is like right now, if you look at what I'm actually doing, which is the true indicator of which desires are the strongest right now, I don't want those things. It doesn't actually feel as good or as supportive or as safe for me to just be running around town all day or going shopping all day long or laying at the beach and, you know, disconnecting and not working at all. Like my desire is to build this foundation and create financial safety and abundance for my family. And and that desire is bigger than the desire to play and frolic, right? Quite frankly, that's, that's what it is. So if you haven't listened to that episode about how passion is holding you back, you should definitely go listen to it because I dissect this this essay by Brianna Weist and it's all about like passion versus logic and how logical people lead better lives. And we we have this conversation about competing desires and how we always choose whatever one that we want just a little bit more. So all the desires are there, but it's about which one ends up winning. And you can see which one ends up winning by looking around at your life or your day-to-day and what you end up choosing. And so for me right now, that is growth, it's impact, it's abundance, it's safety over relationships and, and play. And so there's a part of me that wishes that I would choose relationships and friendships, especially over work. I'm like, you know what? Like that sucks to sit down and realize and be like, actually like work, which equates to me building safety and abundance and growth and impact. Like that is more important to me than my relationships and my friendships. And I think a lot of us would would feel like kind of a, a shitty person to say that out loud. But when you actually sit down and you have to do like an audit of your core values with yourself and of your um, desires at the moment of what you're working towards and, and what's actually reflected in your actions, sometimes you just have to be like radically honest about those things. And that is the truth of the matter is that the growth and abundance and financial safety and all those things, those things are more important to me right now than relationships and friendships. And so there is, of course, a part of me that wishes it was the other way around. I wish that I was choosing relationships and friendships over work. I wish that, you know, I I got to Fort Lauderdale and I'm living in this new place and all I wanted to do was like meet people and create community and connect and build these amazing friendships and like really grow a, a beautiful sisterhood of people here. I I really wish that that was my story in in some ways, right? But again, through the through the lens of like looking at what I'm actually doing on a daily basis, clearly that desire is not bigger than the desire to work and build this foundation for me and for my family. And so that's just, that's just what it is, right? The, the deeper, more honest, more radical truth is that that's not a priority right now. And the reason I don't put friendships or relationships before work is simply because I don't want to. And like, maybe for some of you, you're listening and it doesn't matter what you're putting before or above other things in your life. Like let this conversation apply to you based on your, the things that you tend to prioritize, what you're, you keep telling yourself, oh yeah, I I really wish that I, that I did more of that. Or I want to live this life where I spend more time doing this or you know, wouldn't it be nice if I had that? But then you look at what you're actually choosing in your day-to-day life 
And you have that, that conversation that's radically honest with yourself of like, you know what, the truth about why I'm not doing that thing or pursuing that thing over there is because I don't want it more than what I'm choosing right now. And maybe what you're choosing right now is simply a choice that you're making out of comfort or out of safety or out of fear, right? Of like, well, I have to choose, I have to stay here because stepping outside the bounds of this relationship or this job or this construct or this whatever feels unsafe. So I'm choosing the safety of the familiar, even though the familiar is mediocre or sucks or is not that great, but being able to actually recognize I'm choosing that because safety is actually more important to me right now than adventure or flourishing relationships or moving cross country or abroad or whatever the the big bigger vision is that you think is like this big desire on your heart but then when you look at what you're actually doing in your life you're like wait I'm not following that desire at all I'm following the de- the desire to stay safe I'm following the desire to stay in my comfort zone right and so Yeah. I think that was just like a a valuable conversation that I had with my therapist about like being able to recognize that and be totally honest of like, yeah, the reason why I don't spend every single weekend, like hanging out with people and going to parties and going out and doing all these things is, is because I don't want to (laughs) is because like, I want to rest and recharge. And usually on the weekends, like I'm just spending time with my partner and, you know, taking time away from work to fill my cup and do things for me so that I can get back up on Monday morning and do what I need to do to build this foundation that I'm building for myself and for my future family and for my legacy and for all of that. Right. Something that I expressed to her as well was like, I want to be I want for paying my bills to feel as easy as spending $20, right? Like I could easily go anywhere, Target, CVS, um, the mall, like literally anywhere, go anywhere. And if something's $20, I'm like, oh, easy. Like if I want it and if I like it and it's $20, that's super easy. So I'm like, okay, I, I want everything everything, all the costs, not only for life, but also for business. Like I want all of my expenses to feel as easy as spending $20. Like, doesn't that sound amazing? Wouldn't that be just like fan fucking tabulous? So that's, that's the vision of how it, how I want to feel in my abundance with money. And it doesn't quite feel that easy yet. So spending money feels so much easier than it used to in my life. And of course it helps that I've cultivated a much bigger level of abundance. And so that makes, uh, you know, that helps in having less scarcity around money and things like that. So of course, mindset work, hundred percent inner work, like all the things, subconscious reprogramming, um, just the, the fact of actually having more money, of course, makes spending money feel easier. So it feels way easier than it once did. For me, like I've told this story before, I struggled for like days thinking like, oh my God, should I invest $50 into this 30 day program? That program ended up like changing my life. It was like this, this 30 day, um, it wasn't like a fitness challenge per se. What was it called? 
I don't remember what it was called, but I've talked about it on the podcast before. It was like a 30 day challenge where you got like some recipes and, you know, some, some guided meditations and mantras and workouts. And it was really like coming back to yourself and nourishing your body and learning self-love. And that, that program was like a huge catalyst in like my much larger journey that I went on from there. And it was only $50. And I spent days thinking about if I could afford to spend those $50 and if I really wanted to, and if it was really going to be worth it, and if I was going to get anything out of it, and if I was going to stick to it and all the things. So I know what it feels like to struggle to spend even a small amount of money. So it doesn't feel like that at all anymore, but I haven't also reached the level of ease where it's like all of my expenses and bills feel as easy as spending $20. And I don't know, is that like, um, is that unrealistic? I, I don't know, maybe, but I think be delusional and and you'll get where you're trying to go in life faster than if you're just trying to be realistic and conform to what everybody else thinks is available to you. So we're going to go with that. And that's the, that's the goal of how I want to feel. So it's, it's not quite that easy yet. Um, and it's not like I struggle to pay my bills or that like when I have to pay them, I'm like, Oh God, like, are we going to make it? It, that's not what it is. Here's what it is. It's that there is still a level, a, there's still a certain level of fear that if I stop moving, everything could fall apart and things could get really hard really fast. That's what it is. It's like I'm on a treadmill and if I, if I get off of this treadmill, there are a lot of things in our life that would stop working. And so that's what it is. It's it's the the fear or kind of like the dependency of like I have to keep doing this, I have to keep performing, I have to keep I have to keep running, sprinting, working at this speed or else things could potentially get bad or get really hard really fast, right? So that's what it is. And that of course, like has some truth to it. If I were to just like stop working and never do anything ever again, well, yeah, like eventually things would crumble and we'd run out of money and I wouldn't be able to pay for anything anymore, right? So there is some truth to it, but also a lot of it is imagination. A lot of it is fear and ego. And because there's also this other part of me that knows, knows deep down, I will be okay no matter what. And even if I decided one day, I don't want to do this ever again. I want to delete everything, never podcast, no more Instagram, no more content, no more coaching, no more nothing. If there was a day where I decided that I wanted to cancel everything and quit it all, I still know that I would be able to figure it out. I would be able to pivot. I would be able to make the next right step. I would be able to find a new career path or a job or, or do something that would make it work for me. Like I know, I trust in myself that I am resourceful enough. I'm smart enough. I'm valuable enough. I'm intelligent enough that I would be okay. No matter what you could take everything away from me. And I'd figure out how to make it all back again. I know that I know that in my bones, that's my character. That's my truth. That is my deep sense of self-trust. And I, I hope that everybody can cultivate that level of self-trust within themselves at some point in their life, because it will change everything for you. It will change your whole fucking life. Right. So there's the part of me that's like, but I know I'll be okay no matter what. So the the fear of like, oh, if I stop, everything ends, that fear doesn't last long and it doesn't really, it doesn't really like inhibit me or or stop me from from doing anything because the faith 
is stronger. And I think there's a, an important underlying message in that as well, right? Like your faith needs to be bigger than your fear. So speaking of this like five to 10 year plan for my business and my life and yeah, kind of like wondering, I think, I can't remember how the conversation started, but I think when I was talking to my therapist and I've had so many of these conversations behind the scenes, a lot of them will appear on the podcast in coming episodes. So stay tuned for them. But I think the conversation was really about like, how does entrepreneurship fit with me wanting to have a family someday, right? I'm not family planning right now. Like there's no part of me that like wants to have a baby, please. Lord God in heaven, knock on wood, not not now. Um, Yeah, it's not part of like the immediate vision, but of course I do, I do feel that I want to have a family someday. And so it's this, uh, you know, projecting into the future and just kind of thinking like, how does entrepreneurship fit with wanting to have a family? And I know that my desires are going to change. And I'm not going to want to move at this pace forever. I know that my programs will have to become less high touch and less, I'll probably do less one-on-ones. Like I mentioned, once I'm moving into motherhood and and have to make space for this whole other role, full-time role of being a mom. But right now I love what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and, and what it's bringing me. And so having the foresight to make a plan and be somewhat prepared for what I want that vision to look like later down the line, but then not making myself wrong for how I'm doing things right now. That's what I learned from this whole thing. And I hope that's what we're taking away from this conversation as you listen. And I hope this is making sense. I'm like taking you through my brain of all the things that I just, you know, I've I've had so many conversations with people about there, I'm just so intrigued about the experience of like when motherhood meets entrepreneurship and what happens there and, and did your desires change and did your motivations change and how does it feel for you? And were you scared? And, you know, how did you prepare your business? And, and so, like I said, some of those conversations you'll hear on the podcast because we, we had them in recordings, but some of them have been with friends and mentors behind the scenes of just getting really interested in that and knowing that that's something that I'll probably have to tackle at some point. Um, on the journey and wanting to prepare myself for it, but also not make myself wrong for being in this phase that I'm in right now and just honoring it and loving it. So I hope this conversation was valuable for you guys, um, wherever you are in life, in business, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, I'm sure there's, you know, many things that you can take away from this and apply to your own life about your competing desires, about the things that you consistently choose over others and what that means about you and have you created a meaning. And is that the only thing that's actually wrong is the meaning that you've created. There's nothing wrong with how you're doing things or, you know, how you're moving right now in life. And is there a future version that you're working towards that you maybe feel a little bit apprehensive about or fearful of like, how is that going to fit with this? And am, am I always going to have this stamina or am I always going to have this, this desire or will I change? And if I do, what will I do then? Right. These are kind of like these existential questions that were going through my own mind. And so I hope hearing me process them with you out loud on the podcast helps bring some light to maybe some of the things that feel like that in, in your own life. So to wrap this up with a little life update series, I'll let you guys know what I got up to in the month of February. I, at the start of the month, I did a chemical peel and I got a touch up on my lip filler. So here's what I have to say about these two things. The chemical peel, 
I'd never done it before. It was so fascinating. You're all the skin on your face, like fully peels off. And it was peeling all the way into my earlobes, into my hairline, down my neck, down my chest. I was like getting concerned that my whole body was going to peel at some, I'm like, where does this end? Is it just going to peel all the way down? Like my tits and my belly and down my legs and off my toes. Like where does this end? But moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. And eventually it does end. It made my skin. It reveals, it takes off like two layers of your skin. They say, so you get a whole new, like a whole new layer of skin appears. And it was so much like brighter and shinier and you could just tell like it was new skin and I loved it. But then like a week after the peel, I got my period. And I don't know if it was like hormonal or if it was a mix of like having fresh new skin and going back to my skincare products, but like I broke out really bad. And then I was like, okay, now my skin does not feel shiny and cute and glazed donut-y. It's like, not the vibe. So that was my experience with the peel. Overall, I I did like it. Um, and I got a touch up on my for my lip filler at the same time. So I originally got lip filler last year back in July. So I had it for like about seven or eight months before I got a touch up. And this time I the first time I got it, I did a full vial. Um, and then between like the the top and bottom lips. And then this time I just got a half. And a half is really like nothing. I could definitely still tell there was some filler left in my lips. So I didn't need a full like reset. And I didn't, I I don't want to, I never want to go overboard. I just really like the fullness that it brings, especially to my top lip. Cause my top lip was always like the smaller one, but I've always loved like the, the shape of my natural lips. I don't think there's anything wrong with me. I've loved myself before, during, and after. I just like the look of having a little bit plumper of especially a top lip. So I got a touch up. The thing that I'll say about lip filler is I know some people say that it hurts really, really bad. This is what you have to do. You have to convince them to give you the numbing cream before you come in for your appointment so that you can put it on yourself and put it on for a full hour before they inject you. First place that I went to when I got it done in North Carolina, they put it on me and they made me go sit in a room with it lathered on all over my lips for an hour. And that's how I figured out this hack because the first time I got my lips done, it didn't hurt at all. And everybody was like, it's so painful. Oh my God. Like I really want them, but it's not worth it to get them done again. And so I was terrified. I literally felt nothing like it's, I mean, you can tell something is happening, but it, there's not painful at all. If you do the hour of numbing right? So you got to do that. So when I went to the place here in Florida, I, I let them know, I'm like, I'm a big baby with pain. Like I can't do it. I've got a numb for at least an hour before. Like I'll come early and sit in the waiting room. I don't care. Let me know. But like, that's the deal here. We're numbing for an hour. <laughs> and so the lady was like, here, take this numbing cream, like put it on yourself, like whatever. She's like, it's pretty strong. You probably don't need it on for an hour, but I was not taking any chances, girlies, no chances hour, put it on. Didn't feel a single thing. It was amazing. Blissful, no pain, no problem. Swelling went down in like a day or two and it was perfect. We love it. So that was that update. Um, we had, we had Valentine's day this month. If you guys haven't listened to the Valentine's day special episode with Jaime, you should go and listen. He made his debut on the podcast. We did a whole episode together. We talked about our relationship. He revealed details of the night that we met that I did not even remember because I was like so drunk and just funny stories and sharing all the things and answering all of your questions. So him and I also went out to a Valentine's day brunch, which was really fun. And then I had a Galentine's day night with my friend, Annalie, who's local here to Fort Lauderdale. I'm actually going over to her house tonight because we need to watch perfect match. 
you know, I think it's so fun being like Annalie's a relationship coach and I'm, uh, you know, life, life coach, life and mindset coach. It's so fun watching trash TV with people that are so emotionally intelligent and have like a ton of information about how relationships should work and like what is toxic and what's not, but to just like, not, not like we are overanalyzing everything. Yes. But then to also just like be a normal person and be like enjoying the trash TV of it is just hilarious. So I've watched all the trash Netflix series. I've watched the circle too hot to handle love is blind, all the things. So the perfect match is like where people from all of those shows come together and they're on this like wild and crazy and kind of cheesy and dumb dating type show, but it's hilarious and it's good entertainment. So the new episodes are dropping tonight. The, like the, I think it's the last series of episodes, um, and the like finale of the show. So I'm going over to her house and we're watching that, but her and I had a, had a Valentine's day night too on Valentine's and we watched a movie and we made homemade peanut butter cups and pizzas. And it was just very fun and cute. Um, other things that happened this month, a bunch of my friends from college were actually in town because one of their other friends who I've never met, but they're, they're close with her. There was a bachelorette party here in town. And so a bunch of my college friends were here. So I got to sneak in some time with them and hang out with them. And, um, they stayed at my house and then I went out and like met them at their night out for one of the bachelorette party things. I kind of like crashed the bachelorette to hang out with my college friends, but it was so much fun and and so good to see everybody. And I'm going to see them all again this coming weekend because I'm going to, one of them's getting married. I'm going to a wedding. I'm traveling to Cleveland. So that's an upcoming life event thing. So that'll be fun and interesting just to like hang out with everybody, see a bunch of my friends from college. I haven't been back to Ohio since I graduated from Ohio State University um, in 2016. So I won't be in Columbus, but I will be in Cleveland and it is supposed to snow. And I do, I girls, my Northern girlies, I don't even know what to wear. I'm like, I don't even have shoes for this. All I wear is flip-flops and sneakers. That's all I own. I do have one pair of Uggs. So I think I'm going to have to break out the Uggs and that's, that's going to be that, but that's going to be fun to go to the wedding and see all of my friends this weekend. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it for life updates in February. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me at underscore Samantha daily and at makeshift happen podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. Um, if you haven't left a five-star rating or review on either Apple podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening, please go ahead and do so. It really helps the show. If you have someone in your life, you think would resonate with this episode, copy the link, send it to them in a text, let them know that you love them and that you were thinking of them and that you think that they would enjoy this episode. And you kill two birds with one stone. You reach out to a friend, you connect, you express love and gratitude, and you help us share the show and spread awareness. All right, you guys, that is it for this episode. I love you so much and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Mwah.